Welcome to Girl Gang, the podcast. I'm your host, Amy Will, and the founder of Girl Gang. This podcast is brought to you by GirlGangTheLabel.com. Head to our website after the show to browse our directory of female-owned businesses and enjoy exclusive discounts from them. Read our online magazine, The Edit, for interviews with female creatives, plus tips, tools, and rituals to level up your own career. Shop our line of merchandise, including our signature Support Your Local Girl Gang collection. For every item sold, we team up with a charity to support women's education, health, and empowerment. Shop today and use code GIRLGANG to receive 20% off at GIRLGANGTHELABEL.COM. Show us your listening by tagging us on Instagram at GIRLGANGTHELABEL. Thank you so much for tuning in. Hello, my name is Sarah Myers, and I'm an account executive at Blend Public. Public relations. Thank you so much. And so pumped to have you on today. So I'm represented by Blend. I've been working with you now for almost six months, I want to say. Yes. If you can talk a little bit about when you started at Blend Public Relations and as it's evolved through your time there. Yes. So I started um, just actually about a year ago. And It's a very close-knit team, which is really, really cool to see and be a part of. Um, We have seven full-time account executives, and then we always have a team or class of interns that come through to help us, and they kind of act as our account coordinators. Um, So we're very close. We're very kind of, we're all in this one uh, office space. All of our desks face each other. We're always kind of actively talking about our clients and um, ways to get them out there more and help build their brands. And it's a very kind of collaborative um, team approach that our culture has there, which I really appreciate. So it's been it's been cool. But yeah, it's been about a year, which is seems like it's gone by quickly. And also, I feel like I've been there forever. Yes. (laughs) And then for listeners that um, really want to understand what public relations are, if you can kind of break that down. Before I started working with you guys, I really just pictured Samantha from Sex in the City, like Uh this like publicist getting people into parties. Like I didn't really understand the whole scope of what public relations is. So if you can walk our listeners through what public relations means to you and kind of Mm -hmm. the different facets involved in it. Yeah. And I think to your point, public relations has shifted a lot, um, kind of away from traditional PR. We think of like getting the bylines and newspapers and outlets and in magazines and with social media and with digital really being at the forefront of marketing and, and brand building. Um, it has shifted a lot. So at Blend, we break our services kind of down into three separate entities. So we have kind of the traditional public public relations where that's writing press releases for brands, um, pitching, establishing strong relationships with media and outlets, getting the brands in front of them, getting product in front of them, um, getting those digital press hits, getting you know, placements in magazines. Um, and then we also have social media, which is obviously a really huge part of marketing, brand collaborations, brand awareness, kind of really, if you have a company in this day and age, it's probably on social media. So we run social media accounts for brands that we work with. We provide strategy. Um, we're engaging in social media, kind of really using that as a um, piece to really kind of accelerate a brand's growth and reputation. And then the third tier at Blend is influencer and talent management. So influencer marketing could be uh, gifting products, 
um, having influencers on social media provide feedback about those products in a more organic way. Um, It's also establishing paid partnerships with them. And then the talent management part, which is kind of what I do with you, actually, is um, placing talent on podcasts, speaking opportunities, panelists, um, really kind of building the person behind the brand in addition to working with the rest of the account executives on the account um, to build the brand. So we want to kind of take a really cohesive 360 approach to um, who is the face of the brand and then what's the brand actually about? How do we get that out to the public? And then what was your journey leading up to working with Blend? Did you always work in PR or if you can kind of take us through the process of your career path up until then? Yeah, my journey has been probably a little bit different than you would imagine it to be. Um, I did not think that I would be an account executive at a public relations firm. Um, so I actually have a undergraduate degree and a master's degree in psychology. So, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. So in junior high, I decided that I wanted to be an adolescent psychologist and I kind of just like zeroed in on that no one could tell me otherwise. And so I took like psychology classes in high school. Um, I went into undergrad right away, got a bachelor's degree in psychology, went on, got my master's in clinical psychology with an emphasis in marriage and family therapy. Um, My goal was to, I wanted to be like a program director for a nonprofit organization. And I went through undergrad and grad school pretty quickly. I graduated, I think at like 20, I was like just turning 23. And by 24, I was like a program director at a nonprofit. So I kind of like, all right, I did it. Like now what am I doing? Um, so from there, and I will say kind of to take a step back while I was an undergrad and while at parts of grad school, I just happened to kind of be at companies kind of in a part-time way, um, doing marketing, doing communications, um, kind of on that side of the business of kind of the business world anyways. So that I think kind of piqued my interest. And my first position at a nonprofit organization was actually in the communications department. So that's where I really kind of started to learn about marketing, about public relations, uh, about social media was kind of um, getting big at that point. And so I kind of had that kind of going on the side while I was still focusing on school and then getting my clinical hours and getting licensed and all of that. Um, so kind of journey took me to being the program director and then kind of felt like, okay, I did it. I did it for like five years. What, what's next? Um, I moved during that time. And then I actually started a business doing my own private practice for therapy, which I actually still have. And I, um, work a little bit part-time with it. Uh, thankfully my boss allows that. So shout out to her. Um, so yeah, so I did the private practice route and then I really kind of missed the, marketing and communications and that kind of world. Um, So I went back to the nonprofit world, was a development director for a global nonprofit for a few years, helping with fundraising, um, brand awareness, working very closely with our national, we were working with a national PR team at that point, um, and then left there to come to Blend. So it's funny because it's Blend PR and my (laughs) 
journey has kind of been a blend of everything. And um, I am like very, I, I, if I could do it all over again, I, I would still major in psychology. I would still have the therapy background. I feel like it's still so relevant to everything that I do. I mean, marketing and PR is human behavior and figuring out what do people care about, um, you know, what makes people click on an article that they want to read. Um, so I feel like I still get to kind of use that day to day. It's just in a in a different way. And I saw on your um, client list when I was originally we were talking about potentially bringing me on, I saw you represent a lot of like 5k charities and nonprofits and events. So since you've been there the last year, have you been able to work on that kind of stuff and really bring together both of your worlds? Yes. So community involvement is definitely really important to us at Blend. And we actually do work with clients who um, we have like different healthcare clients and nonprofit, larger nonprofits that we are able to do PR with, which is really cool. And we help them with events. And then kind of as a team and like our culture, um, part of our goal actually for 2020 is to do six different types of community involvement. And I get to run that part. So I'm really excited. I'm going to get everyone out to do like a beach cleanup and Mm -hmm. (laughs) go to different charities. And so, I mean, I think that's, that's always going to be like a common theme in my life and wherever I am is, um, that kind of philanthropy piece and, and giving back and how can we do good while we're, you know, working day to day and how, like, I don't think that, you know, businesses and, and like social justice or community service need to be so separate. It's like, how do we kind of come together and realize that we need to be all doing our, doing our part. So you're about a year in. Can you um, take our listeners through? I know every day is different for um, you and your team over at Blend, but can you just kind of take through a typical Tuesday where you're not doing any events or anything, but like a, a day in the office? Can you kind of go through what that looks like? Yes. So yeah, so a day in the life at Blend um, as an account executive is very different each day, obviously, as most jobs are. Um, but we, it might be surprising for people to know that we are very like in our emails, in our computers. It is a very kind of like desk job at times. Um, so we each, each account executive has their own kind of list of clients that they work within. So it's kind of really prioritizing what's going on with each client, what, brand has a launch that's coming up, um, kind of just really making sure that we're on top of each client and what, what is going on for the client in their day to day and their week to week. So it's catching up on emails. It's kind of usually what I try to hone in on. Um, and then I have to make a very, uh, concerted effort to not get lost in my inbox and sit there for hours. So, um, I work on the influencer side of things. So it's, you know, figuring out, okay, for this brand, what are we doing for influencer partnerships this month or this week? Um, Have we gifted out product to enough influencers this week? How are the hits coming through on social media? Are influencers posting about the products that we've gifted out? Um, Really kind of tracking that, making sure that our pitching to influencers, our gifting to influencers is panning out on the other side, um, especially because it is organic. So the influencers really just kind of have to like the product um, and want to share about it on their own. So we're tracking that, assessing that, um, 
could also look like actually building out a full kind of paid campaign um, with specific influencers that we've identified, um, working with their management teams, working with their PR teams, figuring out kind of what are the deliverables, um, how can we flush this out so that we all kind of feel good about it. Um, and then we're also taking client calls. So we want to make sure that we're really close with all the clients that we're working with, that they feel like we're on their team, that you know, they can email us or call us or text us and, you know, tell us that, hey, X, Y, Z happened. What do we do? Or let's, you know, push this launch date up, kind of whatever it is. And we do we do like to pride ourselves on being very flexible, being very kind of pivotable. We are a boutique agency. So, you know, I've worked in the past with kind of larger, more traditional PR firms where it is kind of very... um just very kind of set in stone of how they kind of operate. And we are a little bit more kind of free flowing. We work with a lot of small businesses. Um, so we want to kind of mirror that and, and make sure that we're available and that we're flexible and we're not so rigid that we can't pivot on a strategy or straight change strategy, strategy halfway through a campaign if we need to. Um, and then, as I mentioned earlier, we have our class of interns. So it's working with them to kind of, helping them. They're getting school credit. So making sure that they're learning, that they're up to speed on the accounts that they're working on. Um, and yeah, I would say it's, you know, events and, and going out to networking things and, and launching pop-up events and things like that are certainly a part of what we do. Um, but the day-to-day is very like administrative desk jobs. We're sitting there in, you know, Google Drive and spreadsheets and Word docs, figuring out pitches and um, drafting out media lists and reaching out to media contacts. And so, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's cool because every day is different and we have the autonomy to kind of really figure out what we want our day to look like, um, which I really appreciate and kind of thrive off of. Money is all around us, and we think about it more than almost every other aspect of our lives. But how can we make more of it, and what's our drive for building wealth beyond just the numbers in our bank account? Join us on the Make More podcast as our host, Matt Heslin, brings to you a dynamic lineup of experts in the world of investing, business, health, and beyond. Together, they unpack the secrets to not just surviving, but thriving in today's economy. It's about more than just wealth. It's about crafting life experiences, seizing opportunities, and building a legacy. Subscribe now to the Make More with Matt Heslin podcast and join us every week for new expert insights and inspiration. And it seems like you have to be very organized to thrive as a account executive at any PR firm, but especially a boutique one with working with small to medium sized businesses like ours, you know, always like changing things. You need to kind of have that backbone, it seems, of real type A organization. Um, is that something that comes naturally to you or do you have any tools or tips for someone that this sounds like a dream opportunity? Maybe they want to apply for an internship, but they're maybe a little disorganized. Is there any tools, tricks, books, resources, anything you do to kind of be able to stay on track and keep up with the ever changing flow of your clients? Yes. So, I would say it comes somewhat naturally to me and then also something I've definitely had to work 
through and got have gotten better at just kind of as I've advanced in my career. Um, I would say going to grad school and having to have an internship and also work and volunteer and go to classes and write papers like if you are not organized, you are failing. Um, so I got very, very good at kind of keeping lists and writing everything down and having a calendar. And so I think in terms of tools that I use to this day, it is, um, first of all, figuring out how are you going to keep a calendar? Are you going to still be old school? And are you going to have a note? A lot of people like to kind of still have a paper notebook that they're writing in that they can see every day. For me, I like to just use Google calendar on my phone and I have, different calendars for um, kind of different events or, or tasks um, that I need to get done or different appointments or meetings that I have throughout the day. Um, and then I also have a running task list that I'm working through that I have up on my desktop on my computer so I can see and kind of check off and prioritize, okay, what needs to get done first? Because as I mentioned, it's easy to get lost in, an in, in your in your emails and in your inbox. And then you have other people that are demanding things from you that are ruining kind of your day um, plan, so to say. So I like to get into my inbox, get caught up and then get out of it and go back to my task list. Um, Another really helpful tool is something called time blocking. Um, And it's actually a therapy tool that I use with clients as well. Um, But it is uh, a way to kind of avoid the multitasking that we try to get into, that we tend to get into. Multitasking is actually like not really a thing. We don't, we're not actually like capable as humans with our brains to do it. It's just our brains like pivoting very quickly back and forth to a bunch of different tasks. So time blocking is basically you figure out, okay, I'm going to go and answer emails for 20 minutes and I'm going to set an alarm or I'm going to pay attention to the clock or whatever it is you need need to do to hold yourself accountable to that. Um, And you're only going to do that one task for that 20 minutes. So you're like very focused. You're actually getting stuff done because you're not going back and forth to all these random tasks. And then 20 minutes is up. You move on. Maybe you still have 100 emails you need to get to. Too bad got to move on to the next thing. And then maybe the next thing is, okay, for an hour, I'm going to work on finding really cool influencers for this new brand campaign we want to launch for one of our clients. Okay, I'm going to list all that out. So I think it is just really kind of being wise to your time. Um, I've had a lot of supervisors in the past that have really instilled in me the kind of like work smarter, not harder mindset, which I really appreciate because I want to have balance in my life. I, you know, I love what I do, but I also have a husband and dogs and I volunteer and I don't want to be doing it 24 hours if I don't need to be. Um, So really kind of just making your time worthwhile, um, I think is kind of most important and, you know, never underestimate the power of to-do lists and checking those off. We need to do that. You just definitely rocked my world. Well, so many times even, um, and that's why I'm asking, I'm very inspired by, I mean, your whole team, but you specifically, I feel like you're so organized. You always stay on on top of your stuff. Um, some things that I've been more conscious about that I do, and I feel like kind of veer me away from the goals of running a business. And I think that in really any job working at a startup, freelancing, owning a business, 
there's just certain things that can set you back. And one of the things I do that would probably um, drive you crazy, I'll open an email to read it and be like, I'll just respond to that later. Mark it unread again. And it creates this. I feel like the multitasking. um, uh, We're kind of in the generation of celebrating the multitasking, being multifaceted humans, like doing all these things. But if you can't really complete one of them, how are you going to get ahead? Right. And busyness is like so glorified in our culture, right? It's like you're successful if you're busy and stressed out. It's like, Mm -hmm. really? Is that really (laughs) what success is? Because that's not what I want my success to look like. Um, You bring up a good point and something else that I think is helpful with your inbox and with kind of uh, responding to emails is I learned to open the email. So I I don't like having like unread emails and like seeing that number and like having the little red notification on my phone. It like just really kind of kickstarts my anxiety. So I always open them and then I leave them open And when I get to them, I just archive them and I archive them into different folders so I can always like access them. But it's just such a nice way to kind of open up your inbox. You can kind of see, okay, this is what I still need to get through. I work from the bottom to the top, which is something that I've learned recently to do because otherwise you're kind of just always responding to like the crises and you're never getting back to like the day-to-day what you need to get done. So I work from the bottom up because in my inbox, the bottom is older emails. Um, And then I just archive them. And then I just, they're out of my head, done. I can reference them later if I need to, but that might, that might help you. So you don't have to go through like unread, read. Mm -hmm. Well, it's in, yeah, I just think a lot of things where, um, people me included might not be able to live to their full potential because of disorganization but I just think there's a lot of tools and resources you can either learn from people or that are out there like things like we use glip and planally like there's all these things out there that are free to help you be able to be the best version of yourself if you're working in these types of environments Um, but when you don't utilize it I mean it just can all crumble so I'm definitely going to adapt the bottom up that's like a very a very smart one I'm always just dealing with the crises and this like chunk number of 50 is always there and I'm like it just just yeah it's wild but um (laughs) all right and then I would before we hop off I'd love to know within your girl gang um and your journey um if you can kind of highlight a female that inspires you and why I would have to say my mom uh so my mom is a retired uh girl boss so to speak nowadays but she um, she was really the one that kind of always reiterated to me that you need to have something for yourself. You need to go to college. You need to figure out what you're going to, to do with your life. What's your impact going to be on the world? Um, she said, you know, kind of anyone can get married and, and be a mother and that's all great. But what are you going to do if all that goes away? You can't depend on someone else. Um, so I really appreciate that. I think I probably didn't appreciate it as much when I was like a wild teenager and just wanted to like hang out with my boyfriend. Uh, but I very much appreciate it now. Um, because it, you just have that like sense of security that I know I always have my college degrees to fall back on. I have my experience to fall back on. I, I don't need to have my life choices 
um, dictated out of like desperation or for something that I can't provide for myself, if that makes sense. And I think um, that really comes from my mom. You know, she has a master's degree from UCLA. She worked for the county of San Diego for 20 years, developing public health programs And then she kind of got into having kids and being an amazing mother. But she kind of showed me that you can do it all. You can have it all. Um, But, you know, don't sell yourself short. I love that. Um, And for people listening that want to learn more about you and Blend, um, maybe apply for an internship or inquire about uh, being one of your newest clients, potentially, can you let them know where to find find you and Blend? Yes. So please follow Blend. We have a really fun Instagram account um, that we're always posting cool, exciting content to. And we are at Blend, B-L-N-D-P-R. And then the website is the same, blendpr.com. And then if you really want to follow me and see all my photos of my dogs and (laughs) my husband and whatever random stuff I post, you can follow me at Sarah, S-A-R-A, Bales, B-A-Y-L-E-S on Instagram. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked this episode, please take a moment to leave us a review. It helps us out so much. Remember to head to girlgangthelabel.com to redeem your 20% off discount with code GIRLGANG. Take a moment to remind the females in your life that they inspire you and support your local girl gang.